Hey comrades near and far, I'm Johnny Samivati, your communist host of the Moses, and you're tuning into Comradical, a socialist podcast to explain all those scary words that school, the news, your parents, your grandparents has used, but it sounds scary and authoritarian. And with me, as always, my favorite person in the whole world, Haley. That's me. I'm Haley Rose. Welcome to the show. We are uh, doing an educational podcast about socialism. So um, this is going to be so a little a little background on the show and us. Um, So, Johnny, we met. Yes, we did. We met through a uh, 12 step recovery program. Yes, we did. Um, and, uh, you came into, uh, a meeting. I think you were a speaker the first time you were there. No, you just showed up. No, I just showed um, up. <laughs> and, um, we hit it off. Uh, you introduced yourself to the group as punk rock Johnny, which was an instant. I was like, that's my friend now. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And one thing led to another and we've had many, many conversations about this particular topic. Um, I have uh, definitely grown in my political leanings and views as a result of talking to you. And so I thought it would be a very, very uh, beneficial thing to bring to the public is uh, your your fervor and ideas and uh, expertise in this particular field. Um, now, for clarification, neither of us are necessarily uh, scholars or degreed um uh you know knowledgeable academics on this particular topic uh (laughs) johnny you're probably more qualified than i am as far as like reading material goes and i uh went to a liberal arts college so (laughs) that's my qualification on why i'm talking about socialism um we both have been in punk rock bands which i think makes us a little more exposed to these sort of different kinds of socialism than other people being in that scene yeah, I think it's it's pretty prevalent, um, at least in the circles I ran in down down Central Jersey. I don't know how they're doing it up North Jersey if you still All got liberals. that Nazi problem. Oh, liberals. fuck me running. Liberals, I don't care where you are if you're punk rock. And uh, by the way, I did not give myself that nickname. I want to get that out there, like, now. Like, <laughs> it was uh, older, you know, cis white males, boomers and shit, you know, in the meetings that started calling me uh, punk rock Johnny because I had a mohawk and wore a leather jacket. And I'm like... I'm, like, way more into, like, 90s, like, you know, emo, but, like, I get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> I'm way more into, like, Morrissey and shit, but, like, whatever. Um, Yo, so, uh, back in the day, I, before, you know, I knew any better, I was. That's a separate podcast is yeah. why I stopped listening to Morrissey. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is which is a great idea, and we're definitely putting that in the bank. Um, so, this is the only material you should listen to. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so we wanted to start this podcast because um, Lunar Light Studios' mission statement is to give voice to the voiceless. Um, What we try to do is let people of color, people of varying gender identities, um, uh, sexual identities, whatever, um, come in and uh, speak their piece in a realm that is mostly dominated by cis, white, um, you know, centrist kind of um men who just have been dominating the conversation with this sort of like ironic uh you know post-colonial fucking bullshit mentalities and they just absolutely dominate the conversation and media is absolutely saturated by this you know very centrist idea of politics and um 
a voiceless group have been leftists, people who are being very much silenced in the modern age. Um, just as a disclaimer, this podcast is going to be political. Um, we're not going to be negative. Our, our, our mission statement for this particular podcast is to be as positive as possible. We're obviously going to be bringing up some current events as points of reference. Um, and, uh, as you can tell by our, you know, title and everything, um, we definitely do not agree with the current presidential administration in the United States and a lot of growing regimes around the, around the world. I don't so, agree with any presidential administration. None. So if, uh, if that's not your cup of tea, then this is, you know, I, I, I beg you to give us a chance because what we're trying to do is not change your mind. We're not trying to, um, you know, blow the fucking doors off the system with this podcast. We are in our lives, but this podcast is about educating and, um, understanding and bringing to light a lot of the terms and issues and stuff that people on the left hold true and are usually tamped down and, you know, stomped out by propaganda from the right and from people in charge. So, you know, our whole <laughs> lives, we've heard about the spooky specter of communism lurking in Russia and, you know, how it's destroying the world and it's anti-American and all this stuff. And if you're a communist, you're, you hate the country and you want to kill everybody. And we've heard this all our lives. Bread and then lines. Yes, and then recently with this upsurgence in like ironic communist memes have has proliferated a ton of <sighs> misinformation about this. And so rather than having people um you know be misinformed, we thought it would be a good positive thing to bring to light the truth about what we believe as leftists, as actual fucking proper leftists not progressives not liberals not democrats proper fucking leftists and with that why don't we jump straight into the meat of this johnny um okay. and let's start with just the big fucking question let's let's, let's, let's start with some some big things some big broad I, strokes I we're gonna we're gonna get more into the nitty-gritty as we go on and make more episodes but for the for this first episode i think it, it behooves us to speaking broad strokes of what is socialism let's let's start off even just a little bit before that because i because i broad. know because it, it just just this one issue that like i i know that like you know uh, a lot of people have been taught this right or not not even taught this but they overhear it or like you know and it's it's the big it's the big uh it's the big nazi thing Oh, uh, yes. The the whole like, you know, National Socialist Workers Party, you know, or Nazi yes. party that happened in Germany. Uh, here's the thing is that like, you know, you can say you're a lot of things. Right. And right. actually like not do any of the things that you say that you are. Um, for instance, the the Nazi Party of Germany. Right. Right. Part of like, you know, what a, a socialist society or what entails a socialist society, right, is a, like a society in which like the means of production, distribution and exchange are owned by the community as a whole rather than private individuals. And what that means is like the workers decide like, you know, what is made, how it's made. There is, you know, a, de a democratic element within every socialist society. 
right? Um, right. That does not involve companies or bosses or CEOs or or you dictators know, or a fucking dictator for that matter. I'm sorry. I'll try and keep this PG. Well, but you don't have to. Okay. Well, you know, I don't. I don't think that's fucking possible for us. So for for me at least. But all right. So. The point is that, like, you know, nothing that that party did at, at all, like, I, I, I think some people have argued that, like, maybe, like, the beginnings of, like, you know, the fascist Italian party, like, you know, tried to, like, take away from, like, private industry, but it ended up being that way anyways. It was all private industry. It was all about, like, profit over people, you know? Come on, there's there's no, nothing more commodifying, you know, than like literally the ethnic cleansing of a fucking people, right? So there's nothing so, about that that is socialist. What what you're Go saying on. is Nazis isn't socialism. No, Nazis and fascism all. are diametrically opposed. In fact, yes. because the 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 point of a far right fascist movement is not a an organization of the right so much as it is a reaction to the left. Yes, it is a reaction to the left. It is the it is uh, capitalism in disarray. Fascism or, or is the teeth right that comes out of an injured capitalism, right? So, uh, the- what we're seeing around us right now with this growing um, far right movement is a result of uh, a lot of leftist movements popping up around the country and progressive ideas and ideals um being brought to the the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist of people talking people (laughs) are talking about people are talking about uh socialism a lot more i mean we had we had as close as we've come to like a proper front runner socialist candidate in bernie sanders and i know I know, Johnny, before you jump down my throat. Yeah, you you know what's coming. He, he wasn't a proper socialist, but Still is in, not. in American history, as far as he, like, as close as he got to being an actual candidate, this is an unprecedented amount of power that the left put forward. Eh, not really. Actually, there was a guy by the name of Eugene V. Debs, and he is actually a really cool historical figure from the United States. Ran we from, will get... Ran for president will, from jail! I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get into him uh, in a in a later episode. But why don't we 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 need to zoom out? We've zoomed back in. Yes. So all right. True. True. Let's, okay. Let's right. let's cover so, some terms here. So, so let's 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 cover some terms here. You know, and uh, just like you know, uh, I uh, okay. All right. I'll do I'll do it later. So right. I already described you know what a socialist society is, right? Where the right. workers control the means of production. They dictate. <laughs> They dictate what's made, how it's made, how much is made, you know, uh, things of that nature or to some degree. That's the thing is that, like, it's a vague term and there are, you know, socialism where it's applied, right? Whether if it's in, like, you know, uh, Northern Korea or if it's in Cuba or if it's in China or if it's in Russia, you know, it's going to take on, like, a different uh, 
form, so to speak. It's going to take on, like, you know, the history, the culture, you know, the, the, the economy, the, the resources available to wherever it is applied, and, like, what socialism will look like, you know, applied to the U.S., right? For all you Yankee listeners, right? It's going to look different. It's not going to look like Cuba. It's not going to look like Russia. It's not going to look like Korea. It's not going to look like China. Okay. It's going to look like American socialism. It's going to Much look like, like American socialism. how, you know, it's it, the movements of you know, various political movements, art movements, any kind of movement reflects the area it came up in. And so, yes. you know, you look at, you know, even in art movements like expressionism, German expressionism um, came about in Germanic and, and uh, Scandinavian regions. And it was a very distinctive thing. It was very unique to its region. And it reflected a lot of the ideas and ideals of the time period it came up in. And it came up in the aftermath of World War One, And there was a lot of darkness and a lot of uh, demons that people were facing at that time and so the movies reflected that and you see Nosferatu and you see these these films that reflect the horror of war and the horror of uh, the, the, the German consciousness at that point in time and it was actually stamped out the movement itself was stamped out by a rising fascist uh movement or or like how you know the creators of you know avatar the only avatar that should ever be recognized probably grew up like loving anime and like you know watching anime and like manga and like what do you end up with but like you know american anime American anime, bro. (laughs) So, um, so, all right. So socialism, uh, we've covered socialism is, um, the workers are controlling their work and the means of their work and what is yielded from their work and for what reason. So they are, they are in autonomous control over their labor. So that being said, or, you know, like I said, there's Why? a number of different ways it can be applied. Like, maybe there's workers' councils like there was in the Soviet Union. Or, like, you know, maybe you have, like, a party, like a socialist party within that socialist but, society. But why? But why? Uh, because you can't liberate, you know, just one group of people. Liberation has to be for all of the people. Right. Right, but why are we liberating anybody at all, Johnny Samyavadi? Oh, because of you know there 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 was you know like that thing called the industrial revolution. It like changed like the way production happens, and you know uh, there was no more you know bartering. There was no like craftsmen. There was you know people that were maybe poorly educated or like people that like you know all they could give was their labor power right in exchange for like a wage you know and i'm right. certain that like if you work which I, I i hope that like you know the people listening and for for you you know uh for you cla- hopeful class traders of, of of you know the the bourgeois you know uh you work for a wage you know you right. give your Most labor, us, you give your time, and, you know, the, the, the guy above you, like, you know, dictates how much you get paid. And it's probably never what it feels like it should be, right? right. Especially for those of you that, like, you know, don't have insurance or for those of you that, like, you know, work for tips or, or anything like that. Like, that, that ain't right. 
Right? No. Like, you, you break your back. For what? Minimum wage? Pennies. Pennies? Scraps. Scraps. Chump change. Chump change. Right? Ch-chow. And then they yell at you like, oh, you shouldn't have a phone. Oh, you shouldn't be smoking. Oh, you shouldn't, like, go out to, like, oh, you shouldn't, like, be dancing. You shouldn't be playing video games. You shouldn't be watching cartoons. You shouldn't be doing any of that stuff. You should be working even harder. You know, like, they want to take away, like, the few things that make living in this harsh, you know, unrelenting pressure of just trying to make it another day or just trying to make things work a little bit longer right like they they think that you shouldn't have any of those things and those you you know uh i guess could be described as the bourgeoisie right so bourgeoisie um what does that mean because i've heard it in reference to um wearing fine clothing and <laughs> and eat and eating fine food you should be allowed to eat fine foods right and be a hard worker you should be allowed to dress as fancy and treat yourself as much as you want right and not be considered bourgeois because like the the, the bourgeois is uh the the, the capitalist class right they're so the, the mind- people they're the they're the minority that holds the most capital. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know how like in the news, like a lot lately, especially you know, you hear about how like you know it's what like point five, you know, percent of the world population owns like ninety five percent of the world's wealth. You know, yeah. those invisible ones and zeros in a computer to dictate you know whether or not like you're able to go to the doctor or not. Mm-hmm. Um. And that, the, that means yet that, another facet of the capitalist machine that reduces us to numbers in a computer system rather than individual human beings with wants and needs. Of course. You know, what, so, what else are you? I want to be a statistic. Um, <laughs> so the bourgeoisie are the minority with the most money and power. So yes, who, they're, they're, their are, main priority is not you. It's not your like life or your happiness it's not even themselves it's just more it's just it's it's just more more. More. all right uh so their their concern is like private property rights and 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 capital and that's like capital you're gonna hear me talk about this maybe in this episode it's a huge Look, even the book Das Kapital, right, by that guy Karl Marx, you know, which is another guy that we'll get into in a minute. Fun beardy man. It's a it's a, it's a huge thing to, to, to get into, you know, and there are people that like study this for, for years, you know. Um if if like if you feel that like, you know, I'm ready to take a deep dive, just look up David Harvey David Harvey, right? David Harvey, um, great guy real fun to listen to and he has like you know uh he explains like a a lot of like you know probably what i will try and attempt in a later episode to explain capital and like so labor so capital labor theory bourgeoisie socialism they're they're who who is they are there to ensure their socioeconomic supremacy they are there to ensure that like you know their class reign supreme the the haut bourgeoisie the industrialists the the financiers you know and the petite bourgeois the shopkeepers the self-employed the lawyers the managers those people the etsy you know okay. <laughs> the etsy um so 
so okay so that's the bourgeoisie but what's the opposite of the bourgeoisie who is the majority of people who hold the least amount of power if you do not dictate how much money you get paid if you put in long hours and someone is taking right or, or having you work for them right and they take what is an unfair cut of your work right while they try and make up this like hocus pocus answer of like you know well i take all the risks you know um uh that's the proletariat you know that's the working class you know that's the majority class you know they don't own the means of production and their only significant uh asset is that it's like their, their labor power you know um well and their numbers and, and their, their numbers. I mean, that's, like, a huge thing is that, like, you know, what makes capitalism possible is that, like, you'll never see full employment. You'll never see, like, everybody has a job because then, like, you know, if they fire you for whatever reason they choose, you know, you're... And God knows they want to. You're trans, gay, you know, you, like, you know, came in, like dressed a certain way you you know that hold a certain belief or anything anything right if they don't have somebody waiting in the wings to take up your job probably for less pay you know it doesn't work so all right so we have the bourgeoisie we have the proletariat we have socialism capitalism um we so and and capitalism itself i don't think we've properly defined it Capitalism is a pretty simple um, economic belief structure, and it's literally, it's just the the pursuit of, like we said, of more. It's just, it's all about making as much money as possible, and money equals power. It's, um, a, it, it's also, it comes down to this, like, weird belief that, like, the self is the most important. It literally is, like, it, it, it's part of, you know, that, like, driving force of culturally what makes us so isolated and so, like, alienated, you know? I mean, think about it. You know, like, even this podcast or the video games or the TV shows you watch or, or any media that you consume, right? You consume it because what? Because you work long hours, you know, for, for most of us out there, right? You work long hours, right? And you just want to get away from the reality for a little bit. Or you just want to entertain yourself. You don't want to work because, like, you know, what do you get out of work? You know, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, majority of us probably aren't doing a job or probably aren't putting our, our labor into something that actually fulfills us or, or, you know, we actually want to be doing, right? Right. And I mean, like full disclosure, I, I am. And I've I've made my I've carved myself out my own little petite bourgeoisie n- niche in <laughs> niche. Cre- creating this network. And, you know, a big part of me starting this business in, you know, in in, you know, full full disclosure here, I, I was I'm a I'm afraid of incorporating and doing all the business things because I don't want to be anyone's boss because I don't believe in that structure, which is why we've we've endeavored to build this business practice as a cooperative where everyone is on the same level and everyone dictates what we should be doing and what we should be making for what we're doing. So that's been my, my experience in this sort of business realm is I'm trying to create 
a model that is in line with my beliefs, but also, unfortunately, I have to create it in such, because we do live in a capitalist society and I have to make rent and I have to pay for my food and for my cat and for my medical bills and everything. Like I need to make, I need to make money in order yeah. to survive because no matter what I do, it's, it, it is an utterly, utterly, um, enfeebling sensation of living in a capitalist society. It makes me feel utterly powerless to live in this way because at the end of the day, no matter what I do, no matter what I believe and how I think, you know, my business and my life should be run, I don't have the final say. As an individual? No, you don't. So it's, uh, that's, that's kind of the, a big reason why, like, you know, I was drawn into socialism and I was drawn into uh, anarchy for a long time was just this idea of like, why do I have to answer to someone else? Why do I have to answer to, and not even just like, why do I have to answer to someone else? Why do I have to like be subservient to someone else? Why do I have to be beholden to all of these different systems that are all designed to push me down. They're all designed to hold me against my neighbor and my brother and my sister and my non-binary siblings. Gotta keep up with the Joneses, Haley. Keep up with the Joneses? Yeah. What do the Joneses like a, have to do it's with like, it? It's like, it's like an expression from like the 1950s, especially like, you know, during the economic boom. That like, you need to buy, buy, buy. You need to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Joneses have a new car. Joneses have a new washing machine. Joneses have like, you know, uh, automatic, you know, uh, uh, vacuum. I, I don't sell thing. You know what I'm getting at. Right. But so having, having things in this society having things, having a place to live, having, you know, a nice new printer with a scanner in it, having a nice big gaming PC, having a Nintendo Switch. These are, these have transformed themselves from not being just items. And honestly, they've been perverted from their original purpose, which is just to entertain me. They're just to make me feel better because I'm trying to live my life in this system that is crushing me. But they, the system itself designed them to not be that, but instead be perverse tools of, of power and status. And so even when I'm trying to escape, the system has created a means of making that a struggle for me as well. Yep. That's twisted and fucked up. What do I do? Well, I know one thing we can do. And that's uh, to be big fucking hypocrites and uh, talk, ah. about, <laughs> talk about our sponsors. Take me away, Haley. So, um, seeing as we don't have any proper sponsors yet, uh, what we've been doing to uh, say to our sponsors that this is where an ad break would go, um, <laughs> we've been talking about other shows on the network. So I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a wonderful show called Ink Tank. Um, so Ink Tank is a, uh, an enthusiast podcast about animation, animated movies uh, specifically, um, that is hosted by um, my wonderful, wonderful girlfriend, uh, Blue, uh, Lily Blue, and our other friend, uh, Penny Parker. And um, they, every, couple, every other week, um, we'll release an episode uh, talking about 
um, a specific animated movie and why they love it. There's no major harsh criticisms of like, oh, this movie sucks because blah, blah, blah. It's a very positive, very fun, very upbeat thing about like an animated movie. Um, What about the animation is great. It's style, it's background, it's story, the actors, everything. Um, It's all super positive. Um, yeah, and that like, happens, elitism, especially when it comes to stuff like animation or art or music or any of that stuff. That's bourgeois. That's not cool. That's yeah. That's not fair to anybody. Somebody put like a lot of hours of like work, labor, love, and passion into that, and like you know, especially for somebody that like isn't even involved in doing it themselves, to just like be like, passe, horrendous, yeah, horrendous, low, low brow. Don't be um, like that. No. So, um, so our good comrades over at Ink Tank have their show every other Saturday, uh, and it's an absolute joy. So please, please, uh, check that out. Um, and then I also want to, uh, rep, uh, a fairly new podcast on our network, um, which is of course, uh, Super Bootleg Podcast 7. Uh, the second entry to our, uh, network that is, uh, video game centric, um, and it's actually a very, you would like it, uh, John, uh, because it is a very good, uh, show hosted by my good friend, uh, Rec D and his good friend Moop, uh, mm-hmm. who by all my understandings is a wonderful human being. And what they do is they sit down every other week, um, and they talk about bootleg video games. And it's again, not about, Oh fuck this. Look at the stupid whoop. Crash wait, wait, Bandicoot's wait, 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 wait. pants are on his you head. You gotta explain it. What's a bootleg video game? So bootleg video game is a game that is uh, was created without license, uh, and it's usually a oh what it is a it is a you know for lack of a better term a knockoff of a major game. So whereas you know there's Super Mario Brothers, there's also uh, like Super Mario Man Seven, which is just Super Mario Brothers but like reskinned in a weird way. And, like, basically people will make these bootleg games. And for the most part, the internet community has just ripped them apart and laughed at them. But Recti's mission with this podcast is... Fuck the haters. Is fuck the haters. This is this was made by somebody. Somebody took the time to make this to feed their families. And that's important and it matters. And these games need to be cataloged because they are art and they deserve to be remembered because somebody made them and so his show is all about sitting down and talking about what these games are and why they're important who made them their background how they got around and the the mission of a lot of these bootleg collectors is to take these games which are oftentimes physical copy cartridges that will decay over time and be lost and they back them up into computer files into roms so that they can be preserved and Tom, what is the name of this podcast? Super Bootleg Podcast Seven, and it airs every other Wednesday, I believe. Um, and we are very happy to have them on the network. And with that, I think we should head back into the revolution. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't be like on my phone trying to follow this podcast. <laughs> no, you should. Everyone should. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I should. Yes, and I, I should. you can find all of these shows, including our show, online at LunarLightStudio.com. And you can follow us all on our Twitters, which are linked from the individual show pages on Lunar Light Studio. Check them out. So, Johnny. Yes, Haley. 
How do I escape? How do I get away How from all of this? How do you escape? What do I do? What is there to do, Johnny? We're hopelessly lost in this capitalist You're fucking viscera. hopelessly lost. Look, I mean, this is where we get into, uh, I think, would be a good time to get into organizing, right? Okay. Um, and organizing, right... You mean there are other people that think like us? Yes, there's <laughs> so so many people. And that's the thing is that like there's a huge history of these kinds of movements in, in, in the United States historically. Um, like I was talking about Eugene V. Debs before, you know, there's like the IWW, there's the, the Democratic Socialists of America, there's the Socialist Party of America, there's the PSL, there's uh, like Freedom Liberation Socialist Road. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm probably messing this up. I'm so sorry for anybody that's in that organization or knows what I'm talking about, but let me just... Freedom Socialist... So while you're looking this up, basically what you're saying is that there are many, many different movements that are centered around... Um, trying to do yes. what? Evoke like the change? the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Um, like, there are so many of these organizations, and I think, like, the most important thing that they do is they try and, like, you know, boost the voices of indigenous peoples or marginalized peoples, you know, around the world from, like, you know, the trans community, people of color, the, you know, uh, larger, you know, uh, LBGT, you know, community kind of redundant with the D at the end, but you, you, you know what I mean. Um, and immigrants, sure. immigrants' rights, you know, and especially for undocumented peoples because of, you know, the reactionary hell world that, like, you know, it, it's always been like this. You'll, you'll find out, right. that, like, when you join these organizations that, like, a lot of, like, the issues that have been going on, especially for immigrant, you know, justice, especially for, you know, uh, justice for uh trans people specifically and the lbgt community at large and uh you know for uh you know uh, labor organizing for tenants rights for people that are you know being wrongfully and like oh, just disgustingly almost illegally evicted from from their homes and stuff you're gonna find out that these issues are long-standing these organizations have been around for a while you know, and I'm sure if you do like a little bit of Google Foo, you will find something local to you. If you are on Facebook, I'm certain if you do a little poking around, you will find a socialist or, or you know, some variation thereof, you know, organization that's working to, to put some kind of action into their local community to make things just a little bit easier for people, you know? And so, so what you're saying is like a lot of these movements are not um they're, they're not exclusionary like that's a huge part of socialism proper is that like what you were saying earlier is that if you have a socialist movement it has to be of and by and for the people and that means all all the people it can't especially, be some of the people especially the people from marginalized communities i as a pale-faced cis man right should not be at the forefront of that organization. I should not be the face of that organization. I should not be the loudest voice in that organization. Like, I'm in the DSA, right? But, like, at no point should I be 
speaking over or shouting over a woman at no point, you know, should I be speaking over or shouting over, you know, you know, or, or speaking for a person of color or, you know, for, for any like non-binary or, or gender fluid person. I, at no point, like, should I be that guy? You but know. I mean, like that's that's part of why we're starting this this show. I mean, to to wrap it back around at the beginning a little bit. But like, you know, we're starting the show because yes, that is that exact idea is the mission statement of this whole network. And so, you know, from its inception, this has been kind of a socialist endeavor um, yes. of just like uh, purely not like you know trying to reform the whole world, but just in our small microcosm, we're trying to create an egalitarian space for all people to be heard. And um, that's that's been our modus operandi from the beginning but you know also this is i gotta say one of the only shows i've heard about socialism that has a uh, multiracial host and a transgender female host um in the fucking who are speaking i mean like yes you you call yourself pale-faced but like at the end of the day like your dad is indian so yes. like it's it's we we are people who are being uh, tamped down by these people who just want to be they have fucking you know uh, Trotsky complexes where they fucking wanna <laughs> they wanna be the big fucking I wanna liberate the whole fucking world and I'm a big fucking asshole I hate my rich parents so I'm gonna be a fucking communist because wanna, it'll piss wanna, my dad I wanna off. I want to throw this out there right now. Um, and I feel like that name should be redacted, you know, if we can. Um, just put a beep. Uh, when it comes to organizing, okay, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody worth their weight as an organizer or especially as a socialist, right? If you're doing the work, if you're out there canvassing, you know, to, like, help people, like, show up for their court dates so that, like, they don't get evicted, you know, if you're out there and you're, like, giving out food to, like, you know, the, the, the homeless, if you're out there and, like, you know, you're, you're marching in the street with, like, an organization like a Knock By On or Wind of the Spirit or Kosecha, you know, or another, like, you know, immigrant justice um, but working group, you know, if you're out there doing the work, right, and you're actually, like, helping people, as long as you're not out there just to sell a goddamn magazine, right, I don't care what tendency you are. I don't care if you're Maoist, I don't care if you're anarchist, I don't care, you know, if you're, like, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what is it, uh, like a democratic socialist or whatever, I, I don't, I don't care. You know, but like if you're a Marxist Leninist, you know, what's up, comrade? Um, but like everything else doesn't matter if you're out there doing the work and if you're out there actually trying to help make the the world like a little bit easier for people, you know? And it's, it is, it, it, it's, this is something I think that deserves being, you know, spoken on is this is not about, um, in fact, it's opposed to, you know, a national movement. It's not a nationalist thing. This is a global effort. This is to liberate all people from the chains of oppression. And it's beyond, it's beyond economic oppression. I mean, it comes down to everything. The, the, the main ideology of, of socialism, from what I understand, is that everything comes down to this class struggle. Yes. But that being said, the class struggle branches out. It's intersectional. It has everything to do with race and gender and sexual identity and religion and nationality and borders and time and place and disease and 
you know, all of these things, infrastructure, but all of it winds up coming back down to money because that's what we've designed our planet to run on. That's the fuel we've designed our, our system to work on is capital, social capital, monetary capital, everything. It comes down to a series of exchanges, down to the way that we function in our relationships. It's about what am I gaining and what am I spending and is that equitable for me? You know, are these people worth having in my life? Because yeah, am I the, getting the enough out of them? The of the relationship, where it's just and like so, it's, yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, like what we're what we're talking about isn't, you know, let's change the government. It's not, you know, let's fucking burn down the factories. It's not whatever. It's about, I want to be treated like a human being, and you deserve to be treated like one as well. And that's yes. it. That's the at the end of the day. That's what this whole thing is about. It is. It is a movement for the people and it is a that's you know the people's republic all of these things you know the reason they bring up these these titles when they form their countries and write their constitutions when these revolutions actually do take hold in a country is because it is about the people the soviet union the word soviet means the the people's council the the workers <laughs> united it's it all means, about it council right and so i mean it, it's about being together and working together and yes in the past it has not worked as planned because these these more progressive ideas that we found in modernity of equality and identity and these explorations and discourses we've been opening up online on tumblr and twitter about what is gender and what is race and what is privilege we've been we've been doing a lot of the footwork right now in our in our spaces online we've been opening up discussions about gender identity and sexual identity and fluidity and and uh ability you know talking about autism and talking about you know mental health we've brought up all of these things in these different corners of our of our little online circles and in doing so we've created the framework upon which we can stitch a true liberation movement, a true movement for the people. And what socialists believe, what we believe is that we can do this with this ideology, with this methodology. It's a, it's a materialist understanding. Mar Marxism is definitely about like, you know, uh, it's a materialist analysis so, like, you know, the, the economic structure, mode of production influences the social aspects of a society, how we treat one another, our politics, our psychology, our values. You know, we're squeezed tighter and the bosses make more and, and get, like, the wealthier get wealthier and the poorer get poorer. And these social relations we have with one another become toxic, right? And these inefficiencies manifesting themselves as social contradictions. Uh, they form the, the, the class struggle, you know, they make us hate one another when, like, you know, the people that, like, we really need to be hating are, like, you know, uh, the wealthy, the bourgeois class, the, 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 the people that profit off of, you know, us hating one another. It's kind of like how, you know, um, we, we have this uh, idea, and I'm not going to get into that argument of, like, you know. The how, motherfucking reptiles. <laughs> it's not the motherfucking reptiles, and it's not. It's the goddamn it, Illuminati. It's. It's not the Illuminati, you know, um, although, all right, there's one guy out there that, like, I think, like, if you're, if you're into spending hours on YouTube, right, and you're willing to, like, you know, watch somebody watch Steven Universe, or if you're willing to, like, watch somebody, like, you know, react to, uh, like, the, the fucking she like, you know, season, like, 
watch a couple of these videos like by like a dude named Michael Parenti, right? And like hear him talk about like uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, about how like you know, uh, especially when it comes to imperialism or when it comes to authoritarianism or or any of this other stuff, you know, and about uh, like you know these these men, you know, and and how like it's it's some kind of conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's very open. It's in all of our media. It's in all of our movies. It's, a, it's a, can you name a TV show? Right now, like, can can you can you even watch right like a whole day of any major network programming without like something like Brooklyn Nine Nine or like Over There or like you know the new Transformers movie with like the military and explosions of Michael Bay, wow! And like you know, it's literally it's in everywhere. All of your video games are about war. It's about like fighting. It's a, you know, all of like our media is about like trying to glorify empire. It's about trying to glorify, like, you know, try and, uh, put a nicer face to law enforcement. That's not there to serve you. It's not there to protect you. It's there to protect private property, not you. Now, that's another thing I should probably talk about, right? Haley is what like private property. Yeah, I think that's worth mentioning because I mean, at the end of this, it's it's the the irony I find in socialism, and this is fucking some big fucking big big masturbation. Like, ooh, I read a book, you know, fucking comment from me over here. So I'm gonna call myself out right ahead of time and say like, this is some fucking convoluted horse shit I'm about to say. <laughs> but you know, we talk about alienation in yeah. um in socialism we talk about the idea that you are alienated from your life and from your friends and family and work by this system that commodifies your relationships and your value as a cog in a machine and but the other the weird thing is that same alienation has been pushed to uh its limit by making us feel alienated from even the discourse around alienation like the the words we use are you know speaking intellectually at all you know i just did it myself i shamed myself for <laughs> bringing up an idea that has some sort of intellectual weight to it because we're told if we speak too complicated about these things if we speak at all about these things we're self-indulgent and self-righteous and that we should be shamed for having thoughts about the system we live in and we are being alienated from the very idea of our own freedom. And so in it makes you feel it makes me feel helpless. It makes me feel like scared that like yes, these ideas have been permeated throughout the entirety of everything I consume. All of the media I consume is steeped in these ideologies to try to brainwash me. And it's not like a nefarious, you know, fucking you know uh mk ultra like oh super smash brothers is making me a cog in the capitalist machine like it's more along the lines of i'm being taught by this these things that like i should accept this that this is normal it normalizes it for me and this like you said you know the police are not here to serve you they're here to serve private property at the end of the day like it becomes confusing for me like what is that do i own anything like am i you know i don't own where i live i'm renting this place if they wanted to kick me out for whatever reason they could 
they have the re- they have they reserve the right to c- kick me out in the contract if they find whatever way I'm living to be under the standard of what they want their apartment building to be. It's, they it's more c- like if if you don't pay them because I'm certain if you paid them enough money you could do whatever you wanted in that building. That's fair. But still, I mean, it's just, it's frightening to think that, like, at the end of the day, like, there's very little that I, I consider to be mine. Yeah, I mean, it's true when you think about it, like, your car, if you miss a payment, you know, or if, like, you know, uh, your 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 house, if you don't pay the mortgage, or, like, you know, your, if you don't pay your taxes, and don't even get me started on, on that, let's, like, skip that altogether. But, like, all of this, right, is defined by our relationship to private property, right? And this is distinct from personal property. Personal property would be your toothbrush, your computer, you know? Nobody is trying to take your house unless you live in, like, a fucking 18-wing McMansion or something, in which case, like, nah, plenty of more people can, like, survive the the negative 24 degree temperatures like that we're, we're experiencing in the polar vortex right uh in your your 18 wing mansion then like you know the the two people that are in it you know right but yeah private property is pretty much like a factory something that creates wealth uh, a fat right. i'm trying to think of like what else like we're cre- like like i guess like a like a farm. land land yeah. yeah things like that you know a casino uh, a casino i guess <laughs> a movie even theater well um i mean if you're well, movie creates, theaters, it creates wealth for the person who owns it creates wealth for the person who owns it it definitely does you know this is why like you know this topic it's a deep dive you know and for anybody that's like listened you know this far into our episode like thank you so very very much and like i really do hope that, like you know we can help you on your your journey of like you know figuring out like what are my politics what are, what what theory like do i like wait do i like any of these tendencies and like you know is like you know can i come to an understanding can i can i come to like you know a material analysis of the things around me and chances are that like you already have but like you know there's this whole other field of philosophy and of economics and uh, of of you know politics that that already agrees with you there's just other words to it and maybe like you know some of this stuff was you know written down like a really long time ago and it's hard to believe that like you know wait these problems sound pretty similar to what i have right now it's because you know his history is filled with you know mistakes that have been done over and over again you know and i'm hoping that like you know that we can build like a movement within this country right that doesn't get distracted by other things that maybe you know zigs when uh in the past we zagged and that like you know we'll be able to come together right you know beyond race beyond you know or sexual orientation or or gender or any of this other stuff and come together whether or not like they were born here or not or whatever cultural differences i'm hoping that we can all come together and we can make this country you know um the place that like you know the propaganda puts out there that it is 
when it isn't. I mean... Because if we can take down this, if we can actually, like, transform America into a country that is actually, like, you know, conscious that it exists in a world with other countries and other people, and, like, we no longer have to subjugate people around the world in order to live in... This is going to sound crazy, but, like, we live in wealth. Even our poorest here in this country are wealthy by a majority of other countries' standards, right? If we can do something about that, like, we can really... We can really avoid, like, a pretty nasty future ahead of us. I mean, like, I think there's hope, right? Like, there's hope. There's a greater hope now. And, you know, this is, of course, the fucking, like, sappy artist in me of, like, you know. But <laughs> I think there's, gen- there's there's a greater hope now than there has been for previous generations, even in countries where a revolution successfully took place. You know, there is a great hope right now because unlike, you know, like, yes, while we are being subjugated by a government that is far too powerful for its own good, and there's a lot of fucking issues on the table right now that are making things extraordinary extraordinarily complicated one thing that we have that many different generations did not have is access to the entirety of human history at our fingertips um we can learn about history and we can learn from history in a way that previous generations did not have the access to you know we can we can quickly look up like hmm has anyone tried this before and then look it up and it's like, Oh yeah, they did. And it did not go well. Um, (laughs) we can not do that. Or if we say, Hey, has anybody tried this before? And no one has, maybe we can give it a fucking shot and see if it works. And worst case, we're exactly where we are now. (laughs) So like we have an opportunity in our hands to actually do something. And honestly, like, there is a larger leftist movement going on right now in this country than there ever has been. Um, like, I mean, one could argue that the sort of relative leftness of the original revolutionaries in this country, like as compared to abject monarchy and colonialism was a huge leftist movement and revolution that freed our country from subjugation under a monarch so, I mean, like, that was a pretty big one. But, like, we have the power of the internet. We have these tools. We have podcasts, and we have YouTube series, and we have Twitter, and we have Discord, and we have all of these tools to connect ourselves and learn. We have Wikipedia. Like, we have yeah. all the we have all the ability <laughs> in the world to educate ourselves. Um, you hear about the ICE agent that's, like, responsible for, like, how many pages of, like, Wikipedia? Oh, I'm fucking sure. But here's the thing is like we have a lot of information at our fingertips and we have the ability to share that information and organize in a way that we never have before. And these, you know, what was once considered a fringe movement is becoming a powerful force. Um, And that gives me hope. And granted, like, you know, movements have come close like this before and have been squashed by you know, larger, a bigger stick, you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of, there's some kind of hope here. There is hope. Honestly, there, there is hope, you know, and it's hard, you know, because we see so much and we're inundated every day with this stuff that like, you know, 
will break your mind. It, it, it'll, it'll like, you know, make you, it, it'll deter you. It'll, it'll push you back. It'll make you feel like it's, what, what can I do? You as an individual, maybe you can't do anything. But, you know, if we can put our hands, you know, together, uh, maybe we, maybe we can do something I cannot do alone. So, um, I think that's a hopeful place to leave off on. Um, right? so, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the first episode of Comradical. We're going to be coming back, um, every other week. Um, at this point, we don't know what day in the week, um, but assume that it's every other week from the day that, that, that this is released. Um, I think it's going to be on Thursdays, so um, possibly Thursdays, but we will see. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, Johnny, thank you for taking the time to do this Can I do with us. one quote? Yes, do a quote. Do you want to, is that okay. a thing we're going to do? We're going to end yeah. every episode with a quote? Yeah, let's do a quote. Let's go with okay. uh, Antonio Gramsci, right? Love it. I love this. This is amazing. And... This is good branding. <laughs> The history of education shows that every class which has sought to take power has prepared itself for power by an autonomous education. The first step in emancipating oneself from political and social slavery is that of freeing the mind. I put forward this new idea. Popular schooling should be placed under the control of the great workers' unions. The problem of education is the most important class problem. I love that. So, right. in other words, educate yourself. Um, get out there and learn. Learn, get some, buddy. Get some learning. Get some learning. Get the yearning for learning. Um, and, uh, yeah. And as we tend to say here, uh, seize the, the means. means. Stay, Stay calm, calm radical. radical. Thanks for listening. Bye, Haley. Bye, Johnny. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.